Beautiful soul, you are so unconditionally loved and adored by God, your angels, and your guides on your spirit team. They want you to know how proud they are of you. You are perfect just the way you are. You are needed here on earth. And you can truly be anything you want to be in this life. Dream big. Be confident. And believe in yourself the same way God believes in you. Your spirit team is cheerleading you every step of the way. Talk to them and then listen. They'll whisper back only loving, positive guidance. Friends, your angels have 31 more recorded messages for you, just like this one. And I'm giving them to you for free when you sign up for my angel newsletter on the top of theangelmedium.com. If you love this podcast, support us with a purchase or donation on theangelmedium.com. Leave a five-star positive review and support us on the socials at Angel Podcast. Check the show notes for details and this month's drawing winner. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Intuitive Kids podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with Dr. Kristen Lee. She is the author of Worth the Risk, and she's here today. And we're just so excited that you're here, Dr. Kristen. Julie, it's so great to be here. Thank you. Of course. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and this is for our kiddos listening today and parents too. Are people happy 100% of the time? Ooh, I like the question a lot because I think a lot of messages say we're supposed to be happy, we're not supposed to worry, just keep going, everything's fine. Um, but what science and research show us is that we are not necessarily supposed to be happy night and day, every day. Our emotions vacillate, which is just a fun way of saying they change, almost like a little bit of a roller coaster ride. We can have our ups and downs, and that's just part of being a, a human being. It's not bad to be sad. Yeah. Um, I was actually watching a TikTok or Instagram really the other day that said, if you're happy, joy-filled a third of the time, if you're uh -huh. just okay a third of the time, and if you're not okay a third of the time, you just kind of feel like maybe you're a hot mess a third of the time, that's okay. That that is the human experience. When I say human experience, you know, can you kind of define what the human experience is? Sure. I think that there are like really amazing moments in life that fill us with a lot of happiness, that are fun, where we feel safe and we feel good. And then on the other hand, there are moments that are really hard. There's things that are sad. Um, there's difficulties. People can be mean. There's just a lot that we have to deal with. So it's, it's, it's two things all at the same time is what the human experience is. It's not one or the other. We can't make either one go away. But what a lot of people say about maximizing or making the best of the human experience is when you have those great moments to really try to be in them, to not let your mind go into 10 different places, to be present, to really, really find the stuff you love and the people that make you feel good. And, and really spend time in those activities and with those people. And when things are hard, 
sometimes just getting a good night's sleep, getting away from technology or people that hurt us, or you know, just taking a break that can bring us back to a better state. So just knowing that neither thing is going to last. The sadness isn't going to last and the happiness isn't. So savoring the happiness and then you know, trying to find the things that help you get through the difficult times. One of the things that I wish I would have learned earlier in life is that when we share our human experience, our joys, what hurts us, our pains, our challenges, when we share our human experience with other people who are safe for Mm -hmm. us to share and talk openly with, we help one another evolve and grow and it's healing and therapeutic to hear that other people that we might've thought were perfect before aren't and they have struggles too. But what I wish I would have known earlier is that there are some people who are safe to open up to and say anything and speak your entire heart, speak your entire truth. And there are some people who maybe were a little bit more reserved with our truth because we don't know exactly how they're going to respond to it. Is it okay for us to identify within our own lives who is trustworthy of our us sharing our hearts? Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good a good point, Julie. I think for anyone listening, you know, try to see what you notice in your belly, when you feel around someone and how are they? And do you feel, maybe you start with like a small step to saying something personal and you see how they react to that, how they listen, how they show care. If you feel better, maybe you start by telling them a little bit and then you can tell them more as you see, you know, that this is a good person to tell something to. Dr. Chris, you have this book worth the risk and it's about being brave one little bit at a time. Can you talk to us about this? Because I actually didn't realize this until you talked about it in the book, but this is how I've lived my entire life. Just taking one little brave step at a time. Yeah, I I love that. I love that about you. And I think for all of us, there's a lot of stuff that is hard to face in life. And again, if we chip away, we just take it a little bit at a time, we get we get that safety feeling, we get that good feeling from people that um, we trust, it can help us get to those next points. Um, you mentioned like, you wish you had known more about that when you were younger. I also didn't know um, that some of the things that I was dealing with, I could have gotten more help from. So for example, I was just worried a lot as a kid. I had a lot of anxiety and I didn't really feel like I fit in. You know, there's oftentimes like teasing or bullying and I just never really felt that great as a kid inside. I felt bad about myself. In hindsight, I wish I had talked to adults that love me and they, they would have wanted to have known. They would have been really tender and kind and nice to me and helped me. So it took me um, not until I was a little bit older, probably like, maybe 18 or 19, before I told my mom that I was really having a hard time, that I was really struggling, I was worried, I was sad a lot. And she, you know, said, you don't have to suffer, you you know, let's get you some therapy. So I think just for anybody listening, you know, it's worth asking for help and sharing those kinds of things, because you realize, 
a lot of a lot of us feel this way, not only when we're kids, but across life. And that just shows that you you care, you want to be okay in life. Maybe, you know, as a kid too, you see, maybe you see other kids getting bullied or you see hard things in the world. And you know that it's not just about getting good grades. It's about like, how can you then learn things that will help you um, make the world a better place? I think so many kids want that. I know as a child, I used to write a lot, even as a kid. And now I'm writing books and I'm doing a lot of fun and, you know, things that bring a lot of meaning and joy in my life now. Um, I think already as children, we know who we are. And sometimes society will like make fun of us or kids, other kids or so just realize like the things that you love, do them because they can eventually develop into more things in life that you really like will enjoy. Not just so you get in a good college or like make a lot of money to afford really nice cars or shoes. Happiness, you know, can be found through just us really doing the things we enjoy and that can make the world a better place. Oh, that's such a beautiful message. I knew that this is what I wanted to be doing in third grade growing up and other people around me. And I I saw this in various different ways. They would kind of poo-poo it, right? Like you don't know exactly what you want to be doing. You're too young to know, but I did. And so um, the other thing too was I didn't feel called to get into journalism in high school. My mom pushed me into getting on to the newspaper staff in high school, but I'm so glad that she did um, Mm -hmm. because I ended up getting into it and just loving it and being so good at it. I think the top things that build skills in high school are the yearbook, the newspaper staff being on the like what do they call that where you could be president or vice president, like your student government, uh, the debate team, all of these build so many different skills. And you know what, Dr. Chris, I would not have started this podcast all these years later as an adult, if I hadn't done journalism and been on the newspaper staff in high school. Um, So these little things that your heart feels called to that I remember my heart feeling called to as a child, we think of them like they're maybe insignificant because they're in our younger years, but they were hugely important. They built this foundation for the rest of my life that made me feel comfortable speaking with other people and and being able to do this work. So I just wanna say to all the kids out there who are listening or watching on YouTube that whatever your heart feels called to do, doing it now is important because it's part of your story and it might be the beginning of your story but it might come into play then in the middle of the story at the end of the story you know it might touch your life for the rest of your life and um i I call it following the breadcrumbs following the breadcrumbs wherever your heart leads you i love that so beautiful yay dr chris what do you do when you're not happy? Like, how do you handle it when you do have those days when you tune in and you're like, okay, today's maybe not a hundred percent happy day? Lots of things. So I, one thing I try to do so that I stay like that, that doesn't happen as much as I try to get a good night's sleep. So I don't stay on my phone late at night. I don't wake up with my phone either. I like, I, I, I don't, I try to keep a little break from my phone. 
The other thing I do is I do a lot of writing. Writing really helps me. I like to do fun comedy writing. I like to do serious writing that helps people. Um, so writing for me is just a good way. Um, in psychology, we call it creating psychological distance from our stress or our problems or our sadness. So writing is just like a way that I that helps me. I also like to ride my bike. I like to go for walks. I like to do yoga and jog. I have really great friends. A lot of my friends are teachers and therapists and um, comedians. So, you know, I just have really, like, I've really made sure I pick great friends. And that, and you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like me or they might not want to be my friend. And, but I found, I think that's a good thing in adult life is that sometimes it's really hard growing up, friends come and go. Um, but I feel like that's a, a fantastic thing is like having good friends um, that you can laugh with and have fun with and they care about me. Yeah. Um, so those are my go-to things is the people in my life, the things that I enjoy. I like to play basketball too. Ooh, so I, I, That's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. I just play basketball. I love music. Yeah. I love to dance. Yeah. Uh, I like to cook a lot. So anything that I like, I try to do it. But just when I'm doing it, really remember, oh, this is going to help me right now. And that, that's another way to have it help you is to not be passive about it to say, oh, these are the things that really, really help me. All right. I've got one more question for you. So my parents divorced when I was in eighth grade and I got put into therapy, right? Like, um, and I remember not knowing how to do therapy, like how to be in a session with a therapist. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing or how I was supposed to be. And I think that kind of shut me down a little bit. And I didn't realize how to just be open about what I was feeling and thinking. And I really wish I would have known this, you know, hindsight is 2020. But I think if I could go back as a kid and redo, I would ask the therapist, how is this supposed to work, right? Like, and how do I come into myself and ask myself questions in order to give the therapist information? Because I felt like it was really easy for me as a kid to just kind of say what I thought people wanted to hear instead of really what I was feeling. Yeah. I love that you raise this because for anyone that is encouraged to go to therapy or brought to go to therapy, um, what I used to see, um, because I am a therapist, is that it would make a a child maybe feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me. So I would encourage anyone listening to know that if you go to therapy, it's not because something is wrong with you. It's because that just like teachers are there, like it's a way to help you understand your emotions and what's going to help bring the best out in you. Like, you know, I just mentioned to you a bunch of things that I've learned to do um, that helped me. And I, and so I think just knowing there's no wrong thing. The, the point of it is that you can just be open and try to do your best to answer the questions and, and come up with ideas with your therapist on things that will help you. But you're not there because you're bad or you're wrong or you're in trouble or something's wrong with you. So I think that's the very first thing we have to realize. And luckily, um, because of modern brain science, we um, we know that our brains can change over time. And a lot of what happens in our brains affect our emotions. So a therapist can help you understand 
what brings out the best in your brain? What can help you be in the best mood? Or you might be going through really hard stuff in your family. Like Julie, you went through the divorce and that's a really hard thing to go through. And there's lots of hard things we have to go through. So a therapist can be that kind person that can help you cope with your emotions. Um, But I think the big thing is if we're like, oh, I'm supposed to do it a certain way, or I'm like, not all right, it can make us feel like really, really uncomfortable. And I think the key is trying to find a therapist that you really feel safe with. Yeah. And and I think that is the point, you know, it's okay to try a couple of therapists, it's okay to tell your parents, you know, I don't feel like I'm making progress with this person. It's okay to say, it's okay to try a couple of therapists until you find one that you really click with. And I feel like as a child, you should be able to say to your therapist, if they ask you a question, like, how do you feel about this? And you don't know, I think it's better to say, I don't know and have them help you or can you help me go deeper inside myself to figure out the answer instead of making up an answer that we think people want to hear. But just in my own life, I have this term I call earthbound spirit team. So Uh my earthbound spirit team are people that I surround myself with in life who just help me be better myself, help me feel safe, help me love myself more. Mm -hmm. And going to a therapist, whether or not I have something to talk about is something that I do at least once a month. Like they're part of my routine because there's so much care there. There's so much love there. And I learn so much more about myself and it helps me grow as a person, which I love too. Wonderful. That's great. Yay. Dr. Chris, thank you so much for being here for everybody watching. Um, Her book is called Worth the Risk. And uh, it's about taking those taking bravery one little step at a time. And we'll put that uh, information in the show notes below. Thank you so much for the blessing of being here. Thank you. It was lovely speaking. Take good care. You too. Want more episodes? Check out our parent podcast, Angels and Awakening. Beautiful souls, if you're super excited to develop your own intuition, go to theangelmedium.com and become an angel member. Angel membership is for the whole family. Parents get access to hundreds of hours of course content, intuitive development circles, small groups, and more. Each week, members get fun, new family dinner conversation starters to boost family connection and help kids build confidence. And starting January 1st, 2023, kids get access to spiritual workshops, pre-recorded energy healings, and live events just for them. Start today with a five-day free trial at angelwellnesscenter.com backslash free trial. And if you're the family who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, kids age 14 and up can now enroll in my Angel Reiki school with a parent. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, 
how to deliver angel messages, and how to start your own family business. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com. Details are in the show notes. Now, friends, do this meditation with me to connect with your angels. I want you to begin by imagining God is pouring unconditional love through the top, the crown of your head. Feel it as this unconditional love fills your body with a yummy, delicious, tingly energy from head to toe. God's unconditional love fills you so much that it begins to radiate out from your heart like rays of energy radiating out from the sun. Imagine God's infinite unconditional love flows from your heart to everyone you love. Imagine this love flowing to every person in your school. Imagine God's unconditional love going to every person in the entire world. And imagine the world sending love back to you. Your angels remind you, friends, that they're always looking out for you, guiding you, directing you, and protecting you. Friends, talk to God and your angels all day long, and then tune into your heart to hear the positive, loving messages they whisper back just for you.